G'day community and welcome to the JRBBL podcast. My name is Damo and joining me this week is Lekdog. How are you, mate? Damo, excited to be here. Been called up to the big dogs, the big pod. Like, gee whiz, I'm, I'm a little nervous, Damo. Yeah, I've had to call on you. I mean, Azza and Dill were both unavailable and you'd agree that they probably know more than you do about this, but... Oh, maybe. I'll I'll challenge that in a, in a court of law, but yep, 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 no, continue. But you started the season very well for yourself. Um, how have you gone so far? Yeah, look, I've I've started all right. Uh, I'm ranked two thousand two hundred and forty sixth right now, which is which is solid. I had a a nine eight five on the weekend, um, which I was happy with. I was happy with, but yeah, it's just there's been a couple of times already this season where I've been caught out by reversing changes at the last minute and having like a player on the bench or not having an E on somewhere, which which has hurt me. But overall, I've been I've been happy. Like I I actually really like. I really like playing BBL Supercoach demo. It's kind of like a mix between the AFL Classic Supercoach and NBL, NBA Fantasy, which is every day you set your lineups and stuff. So it's it's kind of in between, and, I, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, and last year, I think I ended up about 360th or, or thereabouts in the rankings. So I think not having biases and hating players for no reason is also helpful, demo. Yeah, I find that um, sticking with your gut a lot of the time in BBL Supercoach usually goes the right way. I mean, there's been some performances where we don't know where it's come from or, or, or where or whatever, but we've had some good performances and we've also had some heartbreak from players who were quite popular to start the season and haven't had a great beginning. Now, we haven't had a podcast since the season launch before the first game of the season because the rounds have been quite compressed. It's been hard to fit a podcast in, but we've got a few days in between round three and four. So we'll start, we'll do a little recap. We'll do a quick one because we won't go through every round. Um, uh, Sydney Sixers, Brisbane Heat had a double for round one. Uh, and the Sydney Sixers popular starting selection, Dan Christian, didn't do a whole lot in the first few games and he's dropped a lot of cash since. Uh, Moises Onreeks was available out of nowhere and hit 76 off 38 against the Stars and then he hit 73 off 48 in the next game. So he had a great game for those who selected him in uh, the round one double for the Sixers. Uh, Daniel Hughes, who we all selected mm. as a cheapie, he scored about three points and then zero points. And turns out that he maybe was overpriced even at $78,000. Yeah, he was He was really disappointing. So <clears throat> I didn't listen to the advice as it gave me and I did not loop him. So I had to cop three on field uh, in round one, which really, really stung. And he was a last minute addition as well. He's not even someone I wanted in my team. I just chucked him in because I was really focused on that double game week. So that that one hurt um, for me for round one. He was probably the biggest disappointment. I guess Glenn Maxwell scored 25 in that round as well, which wasn't ideal. Um, but then guys like Curran played well in that round. Hasn't done so well since then, but uh, and and Philippe has been really good again this year, and he was obviously great last year for us. So I've been 
reasonably happy with my with my uh, sixes this year, but yeah, no starting uh, starting Dan Hughes was uh, not a great call. Not a great call. Another player who was a quite popular start was uh, Jack Wildermuth. He only bowled two overs in the game against the Thunder, and did not, and and only batted for one run from two deliveries. And then he was dropped for the game against the Scorchers. So people who shelled out $155,000 for him to start the season put him on their never again list. I was one of them. And I don't think he will come back in any capacity for the Heat's double game week in round six either. Another guy, Damo, that I started just as a cheapie on the bench who we're never going to see again is uh, Saeed Faradun, I think is how you pronounce it, who I just started him, chucked him as a cheapie. I was like, I'll get a few points out of him, maybe a little bit of cash. And then the stars have gone in and bought in all these other players like Andre Russell and all these sort of blokes. And when just, I'm, Saeed's probably playing for Moorbark right now. Like I, I might see him down the road. Yeah, he was someone that had massive wraps on him as a cheapie and uh, didn't really pan out the way we all thought, especially I think he dropped about two catches in the field as well. So he definitely didn't pan out the way the stars thought he would and, I don't know if we'll see him again, especially considering that they've signed Harris Ralph, they've signed um, Ahmad Denial and all that sort and all those players. And I think they're going to become ahead of him from now on. And I think he is available for the entirety of the tournament, but whether he gets another chance or not may depend on if the Stars can keep a healthy lineup or not. Well, that's it, isn't it, Damo? That's it. Uh, round two was the double game week for the uh, for the Strikers. Rashid Khan did what Rashid Khan does. Matt Short, who was great in round one, continued his great form into round two. He was so good, Damon, that I actually held him Held him in round three. Obviously, they, they had the bye, but his break-even of negative 32, which I don't I – look, I don't focus heaps on this game, but it, it tends to make the call for me. If a guy's got a negative break-even, I'm more likely to hold him than move him. Um, and so I've I've held on to short. I've been that impressed with him, averaging eighty nine for the year. He's he's been awesome. I had to move him on because I didn't want to move on anyone else. So I've brought him back in this week with with my trades because I feel like he's someone you definitely need. And he is bat only, but he has been do, been bowling some overs for the strikers as well. Um, he hasn't got a wicket yet though, but I don't think a wicket for him would be that far away, especially if he continues to get two or three overs a game. Round two, Damo, I can tell you that, as you said, Khan and Garten and Short were good and uh, Philippe was great as well. I bought in Russell early uh, ahead of schedule. He wasn't super. He scored 18 in that opening game, so I wasn't super in, in love with that, but then backed it up with a 95 in this recent double game week. But I'll tell you who's been disappointing me, and that's a man I spent a lot of cash on, Daniel Sams. What has he been doing? He scored, what, one point in round two and 41 in round three. What do we do with him? Daniel Sams is one that will always have four overs, will always bat at five or six, um, but will move up the order depending on the state of the game. So he's someone that... You don't have to move on, especially considering the Thunder don't have a buy at all this year. But the one against the Stars in round two, I think his bowling was horrendous. I think I think I think he had four overs and gave away something like sixty runs. 
had lots of extras in there. Uh, a and uh, and yeah, it was one of those games that I think we'd probably like to forget about. People brought him in after his 107 in round one, and then were bitterly disappointed with his performance in round two. <laughs> he is someone that will always be one of the top averaging players in Supercoach BBL. It's just a matter of when you bring him in and you got to time it so right. And people who brought him in after the 107, you were chasing points that have already happened. It's And it's, it's easy to do in BBL because you get three trades every week. And, you know, you look at a guy who, go, who scored. It, I think the, the variance in scoring game to game, Damo, is still what throws me. Because I look at a guy, I'm like, oh, he scored 100 last week. I'll check him in. and Or like uh, Paris from from the uh, the Hurricanes. Scored 79 in round two. I was like, oh, great. I'm going to field him in uh, in round three. And he scored 26. And I was like, ah, oh, well, that's that's not what I wanted. No, it's not what you want. I mean, at his price, 26 is probably a good score anyway. But you definitely want it. We're banking on more points from him. And it's hard. I mean, people always talk about banking on form and trading in players who are in form. But it doesn't take much for a, for a player to score 60 one week and then 15 the next. Because cricket is such a luck-based game, especially in the Supercoach format. So it's hard to bank on someone's form. You really just got to go with the proven performers who you know won't have two bad games in a row. Yeah, it, look, it's... I mean, I'm, I'm relatively new to this, but I've, I've been seeing that. I thought, um, like, let's look at a guy called uh, Matt Gilkies, right? Cheaper you start on your bench. I had him on the bench for the first two rounds, 45 and 66. I was like, all right, this guy's a decent scorer. He's put together some form. I'll put him on field. And then he scores seven. And I was like, well, that I I knew you could score sevens. That's why I had you as a cheapie on my bench. But why is it happening when I put you on my field? Yeah, that was that was very bad luck for him to score seven. I had to have him on my field as well because Harry Nielsen was on the bye the strikers for the strikers. Uh, strikers had a bye in round three. And uh, so I had to field him in place of Harry Nielsen. But the good news is with with um with uh, Gilkies or Jilks or however you say his name. Yeah, I don't know. Um, is his break even is still 19. So he's still a chance to make you a bit of money this round. He's probably someone who may be one that you trade out in the next couple of weeks if and at about a hundred grand when he maxes out but um he's definitely someone who has uh, had a good start and hopefully can have a little can have a few more good scores to write to raise his price a little bit more um stars just recently had their double game week and people would have jumped on the likes of your maxwells your zampers your stoyness stoyness probably was one that people were umming and ahhing about because he wasn't going to bowl um, and his batting can be either awful or fantastic. There's no real in-between fit for him. Um, and then there was like Adam Zampa, Nathan Coulter-Nile, all those sorts of players. And those who had Glenn Maxwell as captain would have been thrilled with what he produced for them. Yeah, he certainly saved me this week. 237, double that, 474 for the week. Pulls his average for the season right back up to 72.8. Uh, look, I mean, he's a big hitter. We know he can score well. And I reckon, just on my observations over the last couple of years, is, you know, he had a slow start to the season. We're all like, oh, we spent so much money on this bloke. And then he shows you why you spend the money, 237. And I think we're going to see some decent form. It's a bummer that he's not playing this week, Damo, because I reckon he would have come out and got 150. 
Like I, I'm really disappointed we're not going to see him this weekend, but awesome, awesome option. And he's going to make cash. He's 190K now. Break-even is negative 48, mate. You're laughing if you have Glenn Maxwell. And if you don't, you're going to have to find a way, I think, to get him in. Um, not this week, but the following round. Speaking of this week, round four, Scorch's double game week. They were going to be playing in Perth, but with the WA border issues, they are now playing against the Hurricanes in Tasmania again. And so that means that Tymel Mills, who started with three tw- wickets from and 23 runs conceded in his first game for the Scorchers, will be available. He was good against the Hurricanes, and he's someone who you should bring into your side alongside Mitch Marsh, who hit a hundred, who scored 165 points with with 100 off 60 deliveries, and then had two catches in the field. Yeah, look, I, these are both guys. And Damo, you told us, you told us to jump on Mitch Marsh, Mitch Mitch Marsh early, or to consider jumping on him early. And you're right, he came out and went bang 165, and then Mills 101. I, I've I've traded both of those guys in Damo. I actually, I've been struggling because I want to trade in you know, three scorches to maximize this double game week. But I've been caught out a little bit. Um, there's some question marks over Curran, so I'm going to have to move him. So I'm struggling to fill this third spot. Like, for me, there's no super, ch- like, no cheap. I don't know how to explain this. In the previous weeks, there's been cheaper double game options, which have been obvious to me. Everyone seems really expensive that I want from the scorches. Like, is there any cheapy scorches that we should be looking at this week? Or are they all these big cash guys, the 163K, 140K guys? I think the cheapest scorcher that you could consider is probably Ashton Agar. He's 112K bat bowl, so he's dual position. Um, he, he's, he hasn't done a lot of damage yet, but he's averaging 50.3 for the season so far. Yeah, and he's um, he's someone personally who I started with in my team, so I'm, I'm happy with him. He's starting to come good just ahead of that double. Um, I agree. If I didn't have him, he'd, he'd be the one I'd be looking at. And I mean, are people going to look at guys like Curtis Patterson or they, they're not? It, he doesn't excite me as an as an option to bring in. You know, he's sure he's averaging forty seven point seven. That sounds great, but um, he scored twenty three and. In the previous round, it's just not someone I'm I'm super excited by. Boosted by that hundred in round one. Yeah, I think the obvious name for names for the scorchers the Marsh, Mills, Ty, Agar, uh, Colin Munro. He scored 114 in round two, but has scored three and zero either side of that. So he is someone who has every chance to go off and go bananas, or every chance to score your 14 points across two to two games and. You really want to bank that he's going to at least go bananas in one of the one of his games to at least be worth the price tag. And well, he's expensive, Damo, as well. Yeah, he's what? 148k and bat only, so he's really only got one opportunity to score for you. And who knows if he's going to be able to replicate anything close to what he did um, in round two? So, is there anyone, Damo, that isn't a scorcher that we should be considering for this round? Like. I'm. Uh, I pretty much focus on the, the double game weeks, but should we be? You know, is there anyone cheap that we should be bringing in at, at, at ahead of time, preparing for future double game weeks? Like, I'm. I'm still relatively new to this myself, so I'm. I'm always interested in what the tactic should be. Well, if you look ahead, the Hobart Hurricanes and the Brisbane Heat have a double game week in round six, um, so you may choose to start preparing for that now if you've already got enough scorches in your side. Uh, Matthew Wade is someone who you'll want 
for the double game week. Um, he's got a break even of 33. So his price won't rise too much if he beats it, but he's someone who you'll want for the double game week and getting him now is probably not a bad option. Um, Darcy Short looks like perhaps he wasn't as underpriced as some people thought, but he's really only batted um, or got his points from batting that so far this season. He's bowled six overs over three games, but he hasn't achieved an economy rate bonus or taken any wickets. So pretty much all of his points has come from batting. Scored 24, 98, 34. But if he gets going, he's someone that you probably will have to risk. If if you don't select him, it'll be a risk. And if you do select him, you'll, you'll have to take whatever he produces. But then you've also got a cheapie in Liam Guthrie, who plays for the Brisbane Heat. He started at 42K, but he's someone who's currently 76, 300 bowler. Um, he scored 46, 34, and 57 in the three games that he's played so far. Uh, and he's got a break even of minus 37. So if you want him at his cheapest possible price now, this week is the week to bring him in. And he took one wicket and only conceded 10 runs in four overs the, the other week against the Renegades. So he can be very, very economical for in his bowling. And he's someone that I think you'll want for the Heat's double game week, even if you don't bring him in this week. And that name again for those playing at home and me who's drastically writing down notes. Liam Guthrie. Liam Guthrie, $76,300. I like that demo. See, these are the little tidbits I like. Planning ahead. What's your... Do you have a rule of thumb? So for how many people you have with the uh the double the double game so i try and bring in like i try and have three on field at least because I don't, like this week i've been caught out one injury has caught me out and i've got all these stars i can't get rid of or have to sit on the bench um so i think three for me is a safe number how do you feel there's no rule of thumb i think if there are two teams with a double game week you need to have at least three from both teams. I think if one team is on the double game week, you need at least four. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Double game weeks haven't always meant big points because we've seen pe- people get burned from loading up on double game week teams. Yes. Especially the ones down the bottom of the BBL ladder. That's interesting. It's a whole new world, Damo. It's a whole new world, but I really am enjoying it, and I'm really enjoying the trade guide. What are you What are you thinking of for trades this week, Lek? Yeah, so like I said, um, and Damo is what's What's the deal with this current thing? Is he Is he playing? Is he not playing? Didn't he? Only, he He went off the field during the week. Hey, there is there is a chance that he is out for a few games, if not for the rest of the season. But he's dealing with a with a back problem that may have resulted in a stress fracture of some sort. So, and no one's entirely sure where, he, where, where his fitness is at the moment. And we haven't had a statement from the Sixers. And so it's something that we'll have to watch closer to the time. And the bad news is the Sixers play the third game of the round. So I don't know if you have to, so I don't know if you keep a trade open and then trade him out and bring in a renegade who hasn't played yet when the Sixers play or if you trade him out beforehand and risk him playing. Hey guys, Damo here. This was recorded before the news was confirmed. Tom Curran is out for the season. Trade him out, trade him out, trade him out. Yeah, well, so the reason I ask is because I'm probably going to move him on. I've got a few stars 
and and Curran to deal with. So I'm thinking of trading Curran, Stoinis, whose break even's too much higher than I want it to be, and Zampa, who didn't who was okay last week, but the last round, but didn't give me didn't give me enough to want to want to keep him. So I'm going to move Zampa, Stoinis, and Curran. I'm going to bring in uh, Mitch Marsh. We discussed Mills. Um, and then your boy Guthrie, and I'm going to actually have 60k in the bank, um, with the aim next week of fixing up a couple of my my bench players because I'll be able to bring like Russell and Maxwell back on, and I'm, it's going to be looking a little bit stacked next week. Um, but I might take a hit this week having only the three scorches in Marsh, Mills, and Agar on field. I looked ahead to the scorches game week, and I have actually, and I actually already had Marsh, Ty, and Agar. So I've only brought in two more scorches, and that's Berendorf and Tymel Mills. And I've traded out Andre Russell and Adam Zampa for those guys. And then I traded out Matt Short for the strikers buy, but I've brought him back at the expense of Tom Curran. Yeah, nice. See, I, I held Short over the weekend, so I've got him. So my, my lineup's going to be probably this week. Philippe Gilkey's on the bench. Sam Short, Agar, Nielsen, and Fraser McGurk, who I'm not super thrilled about having to field, but I don't have any other option. Marsh, Mills, Bartlett, who I love, um, Paris, and Guthrie, with very few emergencies. I don't know how to break this to you, Lechdog, but Joel Paris is going to miss a few weeks for the Hurricanes with a calf problem. Oh, God. Oh, my team's over. I'm cooked. I'm absolutely cooked. (laughs) So, uh, sorry to break that to you. I'm going to have to do some very uh, some very clever trading and I might have to speak to Timmy and get a couple extra trades for this week because I have cooked myself. We're going to need Curran to play at this point. Yeah, for your sake, I hope that Curran plays. Um, <laughs> I've got a fairly similar lineup to you though. I've got Philippe in my wicketkeeper position with uh, Jilks on the bench and then I've got Sams, Short, Agar, Nielsen and... Daniel Hughes, who I still haven't managed to get rid of yet. Um, in my bowlers, I've got Khan, Marsh, Ty, Berendorf, and Mills. Yeah, nice. So I imagine you're probably going to outscore me this week there, Damo. <laughs> but that's all right. It's a bit of fun. I'll see if I can uh, work out how to turn four four players into three somehow. Uh, like I, I'm sorry. to. I really like Paris as well. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, so, Paris is really, really good when he's fit. Yeah, well, that's one thing I need to get better at is like knowing who are healthy people and not like not just who's currently healthy. Like, who are the guys who are always injured? Yeah, Paris has been has been dealing with um, soft tissue injuries for a long time, and it's part of the reason why he couldn't cement himself in the Scorcher side when he was when he was in the Scorcher squad. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. I'm cooked. <laughs> it's all right. At least you get some trades to figure it out, and fingers crossed that Tom Curran actually does play for you. He has to. I have no choice. <laughs> I'll get. I'll, I'll. I'll get on the phone to uh, Greg Shippard and tell him that Tom <laughs> yeah. Curran has to play. That- Thank you. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's pretty much it for us to talk about this week, uh, Lechdog. Yeah, great. It was a bloody pleasure coming on. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed the season. I've really enjoyed all the all the podcasts and content you've been doing. So you and the team have been doing. So um, yeah, no, pleasure to come on. Hopefully I didn't make a complete tool of myself. <laughs> no, it was fun. And thanks for coming on on such short notice as well. Uh, of course, of course. Anything for the boys. All right. Good luck in round four. We'll hopefully see you before the year's out. But if not, have a Merry Christmas and we'll talk to you on the next podcast.
See ya.